Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. It's time for Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. Thank you for joining me today on Faith to Live By. This is Sue Taylor. We are continuing today to talk on the conscience. The last couple of days I have shared with you some scripture and I hope some insight regarding our conscience. We all have one and our conscience is such a wonderful gift from God. It is to our inner it is to be our inner judge of moral issues how we live our lives spurred on by the precious holy spirit telling us and instructing us in the right and the wrong of life through the word of god where we have looked at five different descriptions of our conscience the good the pure the evil the defiled and the seared it's kind of like the good the bad and the ugly I believe we can go straight from an evil conscience to a good conscience when we immediately turn to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and ask for forgiveness. For his blood, as scripture declares, has sprinkled our evil conscience. But I think it should be very difficult for us to go from a good conscience to an evil conscience, spiritually speaking. It would, I believe, have to be a progression. And maybe that is why some people's consciences, conscience can never, can become seared because they have listened to evil or associated with evil so long and they have defiled their good conscience and they have rejected the light of the word and the leading of the Holy Spirit that they actually become past feeling and their conscience becomes seared. Life is a progression. We are either getting better and growing closer to Christ or we have stagnated, letting down our standards and then it is easier to be an open prey for the enemy of our soul. Our conscience being our inner judge is a wonderful, like I said, gift from God, and it keeps us on the right path. The conscience has many functions. It functions as a witness, an accuser, an upholder, a server of good, and a source of joy, and it can become dead. Let's look at scripture in regard to each of these functions of our conscience. Romans chapter 2 is a wonderful chapter regarding God's righteous judgment. Paul shows throughout this chapter that God has given all people a moral instinct by creation and people will be judged according to the revelation they have. Verses 14 through 16 of Romans chapter 2 says, For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these also not having the law are a law to themselves who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness and between themselves, their thoughts accusing or else excusing them in the day when God will judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ, according to my gospel. 
For these of us who know the written word and the written precepts and laws of God, we will be judged accordingly, according to our knowledge and revelation. And the standard for pagans will be the unwritten law of conscience and nature. God is a just God. And one function of our conscience is that of a witness between right and wrong. For the Spirit of God is not restrained by the deepest, the darkest, most remotest part of the world where there is no written word of God. Each man has been given a conscience by Almighty God, and God's Spirit still speaks as a witness, if man will listen. Not only is our conscience a witness of God, but it also is an accuser. When the scribes and the Pharisees brought to Jesus a woman caught in adultery, they wanted her stoned. They reminded Jesus of the law of Moses, testing him. Scripture says so that they might find something of which to accuse him. It says that Jesus stooped down and he wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear them. He then, it says, raised himself up and said, He who is without sin, let him throw a stone at her first. And again, it says he stooped down and wrote on the ground. And then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. Those who accused the woman were convicted by their conscience. They all begin to go away, it says, one by one. For all, you see, were guilty, from the oldest to the youngest. They all had sinned or were guilty of sinning at present. Our conscience convicts and accuses us of our own sin. Praise God for that. It is not to make excuse for our sin, but accuse or convict us of sin so that we might repent and turn from our sin and to forgive others and judge not them in their sin. The functions of our conscience is not only to serve as witness in and for God and to accuse and convict of sin, but also it functions as an upholder of the truth. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 18 and 19, Paul charges Timothy to fight the good fight. He says, This charge I commit to you, son Timothy according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, having faith and a good conscience, which some, having rejected concerning the faith, have suffered shipwreck. In this spiritual, in this spiritual warfare, we will be upheld by a good conscience. Paul is warning Timothy here to be a good soldier and teach others to be as well by not throwing their compass of a good conscience overboard. Beloved, let us maintain a tender conscience. 
Let us finish well as we put out to sea in the gallant ship with our master. May our good conscience of salvation uphold us in our faith so that our ship will not wreck among the rocks of this old world, but will reach its destination to an eternal, eternal rest with Jesus Christ, our Savior. You've been listening to Faith to Live By with Sue Taylor. If you would like to write with your comments, or to request a copy of this program for an $8 donation, write Sue Taylor, 10827 Highway 86 East, Neosho, Missouri, 64850. Sue Taylor is a member of the KNEO team and a keynote speaker at several church and women's events throughout the four-state area. To book Sue for your next event, contact Sky High Radio at 417-451-5636. Do you have five minutes for God? I'm Pastor Ed Wilson, and I believe there's no better way to begin each morning than spending a little time with Him. That's why every weekday morning I bring you a short devotional broadcast designed just for that. Look up God's Five Minutes wherever you get your podcast to kickstart your spiritual walk for each day. We'll always do it in five minutes or less. Have you talked to God today?